0: The following pre-recorded program is paid for by SSI Guardian. Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Pegg. With your host, psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, Living Well with Dr. Pegg explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics. Brought to you by SSI Guardian, Living Well with Dr. Pegg shares effective and practical psychological strategies based on biblical principles for living well. To learn more about the show or Dr. Pegg's mental health consulting and publishing services, visit drpegradio.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark.
1: To another episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg brought to you every week by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, who set the new standard in advanced safety education. We're coming to you from Denver, Colorado, and streaming around the world on the internet and from your smartphone radio apps. I just love technology. If you missed last week's episode or any episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, be sure to go to drpegradio.com. That's D R P E G radio.com for the program archives and you can also visit drpegradio.com for information about the show our sponsor and my mental health wellness and safety consulting services workshops and books and i have a mental health 101 workshop coming up on saturday october 29th from 9 a.m to noon go to my website to register again that's drpegradio.com. so listeners you're in for a treat today it's always a pleasure To benefit from the wisdom of my guest today, Apostle Philip F. Smith, Jr., and he is the Senior Pastor of Colorado Christian Fellowship. And Apostle Phil, as he's affectionately known, is the overseeing Apostle and Senior Pastor of all three campuses of Colorado Christian Fellowship located in Aurora, Colorado Springs, and bolder and apostle phil is also my pastor and has been for over 15 years wow <laughs> i got saved about 6 months before i joined colorado christian fellowship but i've actually known apostle phil when he was phil smith since 1982, <laughs> because we were college classmates at Brown University in yes. Providence, Rhode Island. Apostle Phil Smith, thank you for being my guest today, oh, and welcome to the program. Thank
2: you for having me. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> yes, and you've been on my program before, and so it's just always wonderful to have you make the time, take the time out to come. Thank you. And I know you're from Boston yes. originally. I'm from New York yes. originally, and yes. so how in the world did either of us end up in Colorado? I know it for me it was nothing but but God. And I I came to Colorado 16 years ago this month. So how did you end up in Colorado?
2: Well, the short answer is, uh, I came here to go to law school and, uh, let's see, we moved here in 1992. Mm. And so I thought I was coming here to go to law school. And of course I, I did and graduated in 1995, practiced law for five years. And, uh, towards the end of that period of time, um, Sylvia and I, my wife and I, we started the church Mm -hmm. and it began to grow. And so um, I, I ended up having to let go of my law career so that I could be in full time ministry, which I absolutely love. And that was one of the greatest decisions of my life. So I, the Lord brought me here for ministry. But at the time we came here, I did not know
1: that. You did not know that. Yes. And I I came here kicking and screaming (laughs) 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 under duress. But I see how God has blessed me. And I know you've described Colorado as your promised land. It is. And uh, I, I feel the same way. I have my Husband is back in the studio again with us today, Rylan Clark. Good yes. afternoon, my love. Hey, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's part of the reason I'm sure God brought me to Colorado. Yes. Now, you left the practice of law to start the church, and... Mm-hmm. Um, but you were doing the church part time while you were still working yes. full time at the church. Right. And so how is it that you came to that decision? I know you've you've shared that it just started to consume more and more of your time. Right. Uh, say more about that, because that's really what we're talking about today is balance and right. busyness and priorities.
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, when I was in law school, one of the things that a lot of the students um, had as their goal was to uh, sign on with a big law firm and um and I was blessed to be able to have done really well in law school. And so uh, I got on with a big L.A. firm with a Denver office. I wanted to stay in Colorado. They had a Denver office and they had a nice big salary. And okay. I was very impressed with all of that. And, of course, I thought I would have been there for years and to make partner. Um, but as some of your listeners who are familiar with the law profession understand, in order for you to make partner, uh, you've got to work 10, 12 hours a day, um, you, know, you know, for – you know, six days a week for years before they'll even consider you. And so I loved practicing law, but I did not want it to be my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be able to be involved in a local church. I wanted to be, you know, uh, make full you know, investment in my, my marriage and in my children and all of that good stuff. And so I was not seeing um, a long-term commitment in that kind of environment. It was just going to dominate too much of my life. Uh, but at any rate, so I, I left the law firm after about two years and thought, well, maybe the solution is I'll go work for the government. I'll have regular <laughs> government hours, you know, that government kind of thing. job. <laughs> yeah. So I was with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission here in Denver in their Denver office. And I did that for two years. It was great. Uh, I worked from 730 to, um, you know, three in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I was home before Sylvia, my wife, a, a lot of times. It was great. Monday through Friday, you know, nice job. But it was during that time that we started the church. Okay. And, um, the church just began to grow, and <clears throat> I was trying to do both at the same time. Of course, the church was too small to support me and, and mm-hmm. the family. But, uh, you know, I had a, a, a moment where I really felt like I was at a crossroads, uh, sitting in my, my office one day, fielding phone calls from the church, and at the same time trying to juggle my job. And, you know, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I had to get up and close the door, and I had a very tearful moment with the Lord as I was looking out over the Rocky Mountains from my office. And I asked him, "What do you want me to do?" And his response was, "What do you want to do?" Mm-hmm. And I knew that was his way of sort of telling me, uh, "It's time for you to choose."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, so I had to take a huge leap of faith, leave a career that I loved and a job that was a, you know, a great law job, um, in order to do my calling. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a vocation, and this was uh, more or less my my purpose and destiny, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, looking back, oh, about 16 years, uh, I don't regret it at all. Yes, Well, I I, I thank
1: God that you made that (laughs) choice because you've sown so much into my life personally uh, through your messages every Sunday, but also the way that you have have had the vision for our church to be an Mm -hmm. equipping church and a place of healing and deliverance. I yes. I I don't know where I would be today without the counseling ministry and the teaching mm. at CCF. And I tell my husband all the time um, just how much I love Pastor Kay Michaelis, yes. who's the director of counseling. And I just thank God for her. And and he says he loves Pastor K too, and thanks God for her, too, because he wouldn't have the wife he has today if not for the church and the ministry that God has established at Colorado Christian Fellowship. That's right. Now, uh, I asked you to be on the show today because you preached a sermon uh, several weeks ago, and listeners can go online Um, on Podomatic is where we post our our church's sermons, and it's called Mindset of the Times, Mind of the Times, I believe. Yeah, Mind of the the Times. Mind Uh of the Times. And um, that really is what inspired me to ask you to be on the program today. And there was something you said um, to tee off your sermon that I want us to talk about today. You said nothing is more important than our daily connection with God and regular connection with our church family.
2: That's it. That's so it.
1: what what do you mean by that?
2: Well, you know, when when the disciples asked Jesus, essentially, what should we be doing to be living out a true spiritual life, um, the way the Bible uh, tries to describe that, and for them it would, be, it would have been the Torah. And, of course, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, has all these to-dos, and thou shalt not, and thou shalt, and thou shalt not. I mean, six or seven or 800 or more uh, things. And then, of course, all the traditions that they had, Um, and so they were trying to get a sense of what is the most important thing? What are we Mm -hmm. supposed to be doing here? Jesus said, all of that, all of that can be summed up in two things to love God and then to love, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So it's really, it's really three Mm things to love God, love yourself, and then you can love your neighbor. Um, and so that's what life is all about. And to be, to have that vertical connection with God spiritually, which provides the resources, the spiritual and emotional resources to love on the horizontal plane, to Mm -hmm. love our neighbor uh, and to love ourselves. So it starts with that vertical. And when life gets so busy that we don't ever fill up on God, um, on things spiritual, true spirituality, we don't have the resources to do the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. Um, And we end up hitting all kinds of roadblocks and Uh, We can't meet the needs of others around us. I always say, if you want to take care of the people you love, you got to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that starts with having that time with the Lord. That's right. You know, even
1: um, flight attendants and airlines understand this. Mm -hmm. They say. If you're traveling with small children and people who need assistance, make sure you put that oxygen mask on yourself first before helping anyone else. And And who's the oxygen mask in our spiritual metaphor? That's right. It's the Lord. That's right. right.
2: He's our source. I Mm -hmm. mean, and, and it starts there. You know, that's that's where life begins in that vertical connection. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to your point, I've used that illustration as well. And it feels selfish. You're looking at this child, you know, <laughs> you know, or, or you mm-hmm. know, maybe an elderly parent that you're traveling with that you're trying to take care of or whatever. And, and the first thing that you know you've got to do is take care of yourself. Um, but if you don't.
1: You're going to pass out. Right. <laughs> and then
2: they're going to be left without the assistance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that I I, I say to my staff and, um, you know, as a, as a pastor and as a church planter, I'm also an employer and so I've had to sort of come to some understanding as to what I think is important for my employees and our employees have always had 4 weeks of vacation time when they start immediately mm-hmm. um or full-time employees. Why? Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're never going to be able to take care of the job that you've been assigned Mm -hmm. to. You're not going to be able to take care of the things that God has called you to do. So it feels selfish to be sitting on the beach in Cancun Mm -hmm. once a year. Mm -hmm. But if I don't do that, (laughs) I can't do what I need to do. So you're
1: setting a good example. I know whenever (laughs) we see, for example, Pastor JC Hendricks, you know, leading praise and worship on a given Sunday, I say, Mm -hmm. yep, Pastor Phil and Sylvia are probably in Cancun or in the mountains. And you guys are very good. And we'll talk in our next segment about some practical tips and considerations Good. for married couples. Absolutely. And so that we are um, taking care of that daily connection with God, regular connection with our church family. And first and foremost, who's our church family, but our own spouse, That's if right. our own family is falling apart. Again, we can't do much for anyone else. That's right. Uh, so wh- what else does that daily connection look like? Practically speaking, uh, what should we be doing or not doing to maintain that vertical, vertical connection, um, uh, the, is it about prayer? Is it about reading our word? What what would you tell the listeners? How do they they say, OK, I got it. I'm, right. I'm on board with what you're saying, Apostle. I've seen that in the Bible as well. So but how do I manifest that day to day?
2: Right. Well, and I and I think I think there there are those basic practical things that is just good um christian living of course reading your bible and spending time in prayer but it's not just doing those things because that can
1: become religious right? yeah it Mm
2: can't and 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 those are kind of like the trees in the forest if you will Mm -hmm. the forest the big picture is intimacy with god it's time spent with god so yes that includes prayer but it's not running into his presence with a to-do list Mm -hmm. Um, as frantic as me we may you know uh, have been when we made the Mm to-do list it's it's developing time throughout the day where we can simply meditate and be in god's presence mm-hmm. and allow him to set the agenda mm-hmm. so you know prayer is communication with god so it's not all; it's not just talking it's listening it's just sitting mm-hmm. in his presence uh i think it was not too long ago i was preaching a sermon i don't remember the title of it but uh somewhere in there i was talking about how important it is to wait on God. Mm -hmm. And I kind of used a sort of a a double meaning there. The the Bible says they that wait on the Lord. Well, we wait on him in this, in the sense that we're waiting for him to show up in our circumstances or to answer a prayer, but we also wait on him in the sense that we serve him. Mm -hmm. So it's just sitting in his presence and having Mm downtime where we don't have to be talking to him, but that we're just enjoying his presence. And letting him set the agenda. So if he says, put on some, you know, some gospel music and and let that sort of set the tone for our time together, we do it. Mm -hmm. If it's prayer if it's spiritual warfare and he's saying, listen, I really need you to be my vessel on earth to intercede for X, Y, and Z, it's that. But sometimes for me, it's just not having a whole lot of stuff to do. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just meditating and spending time with him and letting him guide that. So yes, there are times when he'll say, go pick up your Bible.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, and we're reading, um, you know, and there are times when we're when when I'm praying. Um, but, uh, you know, so it, I think the big picture is just intimacy with him mm-hmm. and having time for that.
1: Man, I tell my husband all, all the time, it doesn't matter what we're doing as long as we're together. And yes. I think that's a picture of our intimacy with the Lord as right. well, that we don't have to be doing anything, right. but we're together. Absolutely. And therefore we can tune in. To be led if he does need us to pray about something specific. Or he may say, get up and go do this. That's right. Or call this person. Or right. like you said, read this passage, right. go down to the soup kitchen. Right. But we're open and available for that direction because right. we're we leave room right. for it.
2: And the wonderful thing about being in the presence of God is that being in his presence meets your needs. Mm. Needs you didn't even know <laughs> before you were in his presence. Mm-hmm. You cannot Just be sitting in the presence of the Lord and not be filled up, Mm -hmm. not receive Mm -hmm. peace, Mm -hmm. joy, calm. I mean, many times Father has to remind me throughout the day to just put my mind on him, to just remind Mm -hmm. myself that he is. And I can feel kind of an exhale as I just remind myself that, oh, okay, he's as close as my heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And if I just sit here, he'll speak to me. And any word that he speaks is going to bring calm and peace. Mm So, I think we get caught up in trying to figure out how to get God to meet our needs, but our needs are met just by being in his Mm -hmm. presence.
1: Amen. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's good. But some of us are so busy Mm -hmm. that by the end of the week, we're too tired (laughs) to even sit in his presence. And some of us have a hard time unplugging and sitting still and quiet. I've Mm -hmm. known people. I have friends who, when they were single especially they would tell me um when i come home i have to put the tv on right, right. away i just can't be in the quiet house mm-hmm. by myself mm-hmm. or they go to sleep with it on they as soon as they wake up they put it on right. and they've said it's because yeah i live alone and it's just too quiet and mm-hmm. i it just doesn't feel right um and they're even too busy to just right. unplug and kind of just be well uh, what right. what would you say to that how does busyness rob us of that connection with the Lord?
2: Well, I think that, uh, we really have to be careful with what gets on our calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, when I decided, uh, that I was going to leave the law firm, um, you know, I said, wait a minute, I'm not doing this. You know, I can't give 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. I sat my wife down and I said, you know, uh, you know, in a pie, there's only so many slices, you know, you can cut it up however you want to, but there's only, So many slices, Mm -hmm. one a day, there's only 24 hours. And a lot of that time needs to be spent sleeping. And how do do I divide up the rest of that day? Mm -hmm. Our time is so precious. And we live in a culture where everybody's trying to get our attention. You can't even... You know, before your phone was just to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Now your phone is your mm-hmm. highway to Everything. <laughs> the far reaches of the planet <laughs> yeah. and advertisings and, and text mm-hmm. messages and little red dots on your phone that tell you that somebody wants your attention. Mm-hmm. And so there's that, there's the television, there's the busyness of our jobs and all of that. And so I believe, and I, and I, don't, and I hope this doesn't sound too super spiritual, but I firmly believe that, the enemy of our souls, the devil uses busyness to keep us from being able to spend that Mm. downtime with the Lord, Mm -hmm. because he knows as soon as you run out of gas, you stop. And when you stop, you can't function. You can't make deposits in your marriage. You cannot be the parent you want to be. You cannot serve God. And so we really have to be careful about how our day is set. And I Mm -hmm. think in the sermon that you referred to, uh, I made the point, I don't want anybody else determining what my right. day looks like. Yeah. I want to determine what my day looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And I think we assume that our employer determines that. Mm-hmm. We assume that our kids determine that, our spouses. God should determine that mm-hmm. because God will always um, weave into the day the kind of time that we need for him and for ourselves mm-hmm. And if we're listening. Right. But what that means is we've got to have discipline and we've got to be able to say no. Mm-hmm. you know, as a pastor, I I could be busy all the time. I mean, our church, we, you know, we've got 2000 members or mm-hmm. so and probably 8 or 900 in regular weekly attendance at the church. Um
1: well, and that's something right there. Yeah. Two thousand members but nine hundred on any given Sunday. There you go. There you go. <laughs> busy where's
2: come. exactly, yeah. where's the gap? You know, that their that's their membership is mm-hmm. but where are you? Right. Um, you know So and you could
1: stay busy all day as a pastor I could stay, serving the needs.
2: I could stay busy all the yeah. time. So I've had to learn to delegate, I've had to learn to share, I've had to learn to get past myself and realize that You know, I didn't die for anybody. Jesus did. (laughs) And he uses all of us to meet the Mm -hmm. needs of the people in the congregation. But um, I've had to use discipline. And Mm -hmm. I have I have been afflicted with a pastor's heart. Mm. I say afflicted (laughs) somewhat tongue in cheek because um, I absolutely love and adore everybody. And I want to help everybody. Mm -hmm. Taking care of people is what I love to do. But if I don't take care of me, it's not going to happen. That's
1: right. That's right. I once heard it said that busy is an ac- acronym for being under Satan's yoke.
0: <laughs> and I've
1: never forgotten that. And I use it all the time I love it. that we get so busy. It yeah. is a scheme mm-hmm. of the enemy yep. that is so reinforced by our culture. Right. You know, we have microwaves so we can cook mm-hmm. our food faster. Right. We've got FedEx so right. we can, you know, ship our um, packages faster. And right. And if FedEx wants to send me a check for that, uh, promotion right there as they can. Right, right, um, right, But we have all these things in our culture that mm-hmm. say faster, 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 faster. But then we give our kids, mm-hmm. you know, Ritalin because they're right. hi- hyperactive. And so it's a scheme of the enemy. You, you mm-hmm. even have preached about that spirit of busyness, mm-hmm. and even taken it as far to say us even a spirit of Pharaoh that yes. we become driven yes. by our jobs, by the tasks, by the kids' soccer team. Right. Um, and that right. it is a scheme of the enemy right. to wear a stamp. Uh, to keep us separated from that intimacy with the Lord.
2: Right. Well, I, you know, and it's it's interesting to bring up Pharaoh. I, I can remember the first time that popped into my spirit. It was, you know, in one of our worship services, and I could tell that people were tired, and mm-hmm. I also was perceiving that gap you you talked about. Um, you know, that there are people in our mm-hmm. congregation for whom CCF Colorado Christian Fellowship is their church home. But I don't see them as often as I used to. Yeah. They're not attending somewhere else. It's just that they're so busy and with all of the things that you just said. And what dropped in my spirit was the spirit of Pharaoh. And I just looked this up a, a moment ago in Exodus. When people think about Moses's job and what he went to do as far as Pharaoh and and Egypt and all that. They think about him bringing folks out of Egypt to bring them into Canaan. Mm -hmm. But the very first thing that that he was told to tell Pharaoh was, let my Mm -hmm. people go so they can go and worship. That's right. (laughs) Okay. We don't even talk about Canaan. We're saying let them go so that they can Mm -hmm. get out of. Mm -hmm. Egypt is a type of the world. It's a type and shadow of the world. Uh, And Pharaoh would be a type and shadow of the what the the Bible refers to Satan as the prince of this world. Mm -hmm. So there's a worldly system that keeps us from worshiping Mm. that is opposed to worship. Mm. And so that was Moses's job to bring them out. And, you know, Satan will just have us ripping and running and our worship life will be, you know, religious, as you pointed it pointed out, we'll wait till the weekend to have that time with the Lord, but by the time the weekend comes, we're too tired and we can't even, we can't, some of us don't even want to go to church, you know, or if we go to church, we're kind of dragging mm-hmm. and our worship is not um, energetic and life giving. So, um, yeah, there is a spiritual battle going on mm-hmm. for our calendars and yes. i love the acronym busy yes by the way. being
1: under satan satan's yoke <laughs> another acronym comes to mind tgif okay thank god it's friday yeah you know we're we're celebrating that right. we can finally unplug and get right. out of the rat race in our routine right but then what do we do with right. that weekend right. uh we we might say it's a time to catch up on sleep or catch up uh-huh. on our shows right. you know, that we want to watch on television, right. but how many of us who are so driven all week, so right. busy all week, thank God it's Friday, do we actually thank God and, and give him our time and attention?
2: Right. Well, what I've had to learn to do is pace myself mm-hmm. because <clears throat> everyone else's weekend is, you know, for ah, most people it's Saturday, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's when I start, that's when I'm doing yes, my heavy lifting. Yes, okay? that's right. So, you know, Saturday, we have a Saturday night service down in Colorado Springs and I'm preparing for the weekend and all of that. And I may have meetings at the church workshops or whatever. And then we've got a sermon down there, you know, on Saturday evening and then two services on Sunday. So what I've learned is Monday through Friday, I have to pace myself mm-hmm. because I want to be able to give. And preaching is not just about reciting the word. People right. can read it for themselves. It's about being able to give give life to people. Mm which requires me to be rested and full of energy and full of God and all that good
1: stuff. Amen. Well, you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Pegg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and my guest is Apostle Philip Smith, Senior Pastor of Colorado Christian Fellowship. We're going to take a break to hear from our sponsor, SSI Guardian. And when we come back, how do you set your priorities? Don't go away. Stay with us.
3: One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. Our children deserve the highest level of education in the safest learning environment possible. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with maximum locking protection while meeting all safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the leading lock experts in the world, the QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the best classroom protection. Take action today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to GuardianProtect.com. That's GuardianProtect.com.
4: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRongstrup. A hospital south of the Iraqi city of Mosul's treated some 250 people for breathing difficulties linked to a sulfur plant that was torched by the Islamic State group. A medical assistant says most of the patients were under 18 or elderly. Russia's defense ministry says an airstrike in Iraq by the U.S.-led coalition has led dozens of civilians dead. The mayor of the town near Kirkuk says 17 people were killed, mainly women and children, another 50 wounded, but it's not clear just who carried out the airstrike. Donald Trump said he has an action plan for the first 100 days in office. One of those points is term limits for U.S. senators and congressmen. Trump was in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania on a campaign stop today. Nearly 10,000 California National Guard soldiers who were paid reenlistment bonuses now have been ordered to repay the government because of overpayments. This is SRN News.
0: Imagine a world where you only need one tool in your marketing toolbox, a world where that one tool could open doors for you and transform the average sales proposal into a powerful, personalized experience.
4: The Ostrich Basket's All Senses presentation box is your way to stand out and get greater attention over your competitors. From the classy visual impact the moment it's received through to the powerful surprises revealed when they open the box and are engaged with aroma, sound, and delightful treats and personalized gifts, your client will be positively immersed in your marketing message
0: the all senses presentation box will quickly become the one tool in your box to open doors that you may have previously never imagined possible
4: connect with your clients in a manner that promotes positive long-term business relationships and greater sales results for your company shorten your sales cycle and reduce your overall marketing costs order your all senses presentation boxes today call 720-552-3932 or visit ostrichbaskets.com
0: If you have hard water, the limescale not only leaves white spots, it clogs pipes and breaks down appliances, costing you hundreds of dollars in energy and wear. Eliminate limescale and other water issues like brown staining, bad odors, and lead with HydroCare water products available from Wave Home Solutions. Wave's affordable systems don't use salts or chemicals. You'll love the way your water tastes, smells, and looks. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, go to goodclearwater.com. That's goodclearwater.com. Inglewood, Colorado,
3: 1947. Mr. Anderson opens a small shop and repairs vacuums. He knows the ins and outs of all seven brands popular at the time. Inglewood, Colorado, now. Anderson's Vacuum still exists, still serving what they sell, including brands like Miele, Sebo, Oric, Dyson, Shark, and more. Try them. Test them. Find your favorite. Anderson's Vacuum has grown to become one of the largest dealers in sales and service. The knowledge and experience is unmatched. Visit a legend, Anderson's
0: Vacuum, in Inglewood at AndersonsVacuum.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Pegg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Apostle Phil Smith of Colorado Christian Fellowship. Thank you again for being on the show today. And we're talking about busyness and schemes of the enemy and even a spirit of busyness, a spirit of Pharaoh uh, that comes to... Kill, steal, and destroy, That's really, right. and rob us of our connection with God and one another. And we'll talk more about that uh, horizontal connection right. in a moment. But let's talk uh, about prioritizing. Right. It really is, you know, about um, are you seeking first the kingdom of God? Are you putting God first? Right. And, and he promises if we seek him first, he's going to give us everything we need. But right. we go about it backwards, mm-hmm. seeking everything we need and running around as my mom used to say, like chickens with our heads cut off. Right. I don't know. My mom's from Guyana, South America. I'm not <laughs> sure if that's a cultural <laughs> phrase or not. If I've kind of freaked people out with that, with that image. But running around like chickens right. with our heads cut off, right. and um, it's really backwards. Our priorities are upside down. We need to right. seek God first. Um, do right. you have a method that you follow? You you suggested you kind of leave space in your day to just be with the Lord so he can lead and direct and guide you. All
2: right. Well, I think, I think if you're going to do anything, you got to put it on your calendar. Right. I, I'm a, to, yeah. I'm a to-do list kind of mm-hmm. a guy. Um, and you know, you know, one of my good friends, best friends is my cell phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does this, he have a
1: name? <laughs> yeah, no,
2: <laughs> you know, but, but and the reason is, is because it allows me to organize, mm-hmm. organize myself. Mm-hmm. So one of the practical things that I do is, if I want to make sure that I'm doing something, like, for example, spending time with my wife or uh, going to take a vacation or whatever, mm-hmm. I put it on the calendar,
1: mm-hmm. okay?
2: So the the time that I need to take care of me, mm-hmm. I put that on the calendar. You
1: scheduled it in advance. I schedule it in advance. And then it doesn't get deleted or shortened or moved That's to accommodate right. everything else.
2: Before I sign off on the church's calendar, mm-hmm. I, Sylvia and I, we schedule our vacations a year in advance mm-hmm. so hey, for like 2017 you normally already know
1: where you're going. Already, <laughs> we
2: already we already have it sketched out yeah. and w- every 3 months
1: mm-hmm. we
2: and it's not always an ex- you know it's not an expensive vacation it's just to go up to the mountains mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. to just spend some time away mm-hmm. so every 3 months we put that on the calendar mm-hmm. and then and then we have what we call these little sort of snacks that we do to sort of get us through that 3 mm-hmm. month period yeah. where we'll you know maybe do a shorter getaway for a weekend or an overnight some, mm-hmm. or something like that but if you don't put it on the calendar it's not going to happen and i tell my staff that all the time mm-hmm. if you wait to have time to have a vacation then guess what you mm-hmm. probably won't if you wait to have time to spend time with your spouse it's not going to happen mm-hmm. And so um, when I'm working with couples, for example, um, you know, I'm I'm real practical. You know, we can talk about all the definition of marriage and the roles of the husband and wife and all of Mm -hmm. the issues and all that. But at the end of the day, I would say about 30 to 40 percent of what couples struggle with is that they're too busy to have time with each other Mm -hmm. to make an investment. Mm -hmm. So I always say you got to have daily time. Mm -hmm. That's a minimum of 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. where you know you're just spending time together weekly time that's the date night and then there's that quarterly time I was talking mm-hmm. about put it on the calendar and schedule time for intimacy, Mm -hmm. physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I know the couple say, well, you know, it's supposed to be spontaneous. Well, if you wait for it to be spontaneous, (laughs) guess what? It may not happen. So put it on the calendar.
1: I I actually heard uh, an interview on a a program years ago where they were talking about that very thing. And so (laughs) the couple decided so that it would be scheduled but still feel spontaneous. They were going to make love whenever the sprinklers came on out in the yard.
2: (laughs) I like that. (laughs) So they they really
1: got excited, you know, when the lawn was right. being watered because right. they knew, right. okay, tonight's the night.
2: That's it. So it's just it.
1: again really practical, but it really is about putting that investment in mm-hmm. um, not only time with the Lord, um, where we can even schedule that without becoming mm-hmm. religious, just right. making it a priority to say, I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier every mm-hmm. morning just to spend that time with the Lord, okay. but I'm gonna keep myself so unscheduled throughout the day that right. I'm still free to hear from it. Right. Just right. like you might have your coffee time right. with Sylvia, yeah, your wife. Right. But if she calls you in the middle of the day and needs time, doesn't mean you're not going to be available, That's right? right? That's so right. So we have to be the same way with the Lord.
2: That's right. And I think, and this just came to me as we're talking, mm-hmm. I think that if you have more days during the week than not, where you end your work day exhausted, mm. you're not pacing yourself. Mm. And I think we just assume that we haven't done our jobs and we haven't really worked hard mm. um, that day if you know, if we're not exhausted. Mm-hmm. I think I think if you're pacing yourself well, you have emotional, you know, yes. and spiritual resources. At the the end end of the day, day. because remember, you still got to be husband, wife, Mm -hmm. parent, and all of that good stuff. And I think that's. A good way to sort of say, wait a minute, I must not be pacing myself because when I get home, I'm spent. At the end of the week, I'm spent. I don't want to go to church. Mm -hmm. I don't have time. I don't feel like reading my Bible Mm -hmm. because we have not paced ourselves.
1: Right, right. And I think, again, that's a message that gets reinforced by the culture Mm -hmm. no pain, no gain. You know, you're not working hard enough, you know, working hard or hardly working. You know, there's this expectation you should be. Um, th- this workaholic going the extra right. mile, running your kids from here to there. And right. if you're not exhausted at the end of the day, you must not have right. done what you, sh- what you were supposed to. Um, I, ma- I made choices as a parent of young children <laughs> that perhaps cost me income, perhaps cost me uh, promotions that's right. and perhaps cost me certain status. Mm-hmm. But it was important to me to have balance. Right. And that's something that I, I believe, you know, is uh, is of God. That's right. A balanced life that's not uh, so busy, so right. exhausting, that we can't worship him, that we can't enjoy our spouse, that we don't have time to be able to be used by God to even connect with others.
2: Right. And I think people don't realize it because I can kind of hear – you know, some, one of your, your listeners may be saying, well, you don't know the kind of job I have. Mm. And in my response to that is, is that the, God, the, mm. the job that God wants you to have? Mm. I think people don't realize that they can say no. Um, they can mm. They can say, I'm not going to do this job. I made a decision. Great job, great income. But too much of the pie was devoted to being away from church, mm-hmm. wife, children, and myself. And I wasn't willing to do that. And so I changed jobs to accommodate the balance that mm, I needed mm. in my life to, to be healthy. Yes. And so um, you just have to be willing to say no. If your employer says you have to work on Sunday and you pray about it and, and it's indefinite, what's wrong with you saying, okay, God, this is not what I want. Yes. They'll deliver me from Pharaoh so I can go worship you. <laughs> yes. And that may, you know, to another job. Father will show you. Um, But you have to be willing to make those tough decisions to have it.
1: That's right. I wrote a book called Do Something Different for a Change. Mm -hmm. And in it, I talk about the three barriers that keep people from having the change they say they want. And change is hard, it's scary, and it comes at a cost. Right. And so we may not always be willing to give up what we think we need That's and right. want, or the status, or the money, the material gain. Yeah. Uh, but it comes at a great cost right. uh, not to give those things up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, we've got to give something up. But when we give up our lives, right. we we gain them.
2: Right. When I when I left my job, I mean, sort of, if I stayed on the trajectory of that that job and made partner, you know, if, if I were fortunate fortunate enough to do it, we're talking about Thousands, Maybe millions of dollars of income, mm-hmm. but you can't put a price on the time that I've had to spend doing something that I'm called to do, not just something I go do every day. Um, The time that I've been able to spend working on me, Mm -hmm. uh, working on my own healing, Mm -hmm. my own deliverance, participating in the life of a church, filling up spiritually, developing a relationship with God Mm -hmm. and having now after 30 years, a wonderful marriage Mm -hmm. that took time and attention. That's right. So I have all of that. I wouldn't trade that for the income I would have had. Right. at that law firm. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't You have.
1: couldn't have bought it and Mm-mm. you probably would have had to give half of it away in yeah. your divorce, you know. There you all go. All those <laughs> things that we experience, there's a reason why these all are the right. downstream consequence mm-hmm. of choices we've made. And right. and when I think about uh, you know all that money that you walked away from, mm-hmm. but when I think about even just as I started the show with, my life and the difference you've made in my life alone, mm-hmm. how do you put a price tag on right. that? And I'm one of two that's right. you know, right. in your congregation over right. the years, you know, more than that over right. the years, 2000 right. at any given moment or census.
2: Sure.
1: And so how do you put a price tag on that?
2: You can't. And I think people don't put a price on it until they've paid it. Mm. They're 60 years old, as mm-hmm. you suggest. Mm-hmm. The marriage has mm-hmm. failed. The kids don't want anything to do with you because you were never present. Um, you don't have a lot of meaningful relationships. And now you're trying to start over again. By you know starting the new marriage mm-hmm. way later on in life and trying to pay, play catch up and I'm so thankful that God got a hold of me at 13 years old and early in life I realized that the things that are that are important in life mm-hmm. um, are a relationship with him and relationship with other people. Mm -hmm. And I need to make lots of time available for that as much time as I can.
1: That's right. And again, it's our busy lifestyles, the choices we're making Mm -hmm. in terms of career. And, and I don't think you're saying either of us is saying, okay, everyone who's listening, go run out and quit, quit your job. Definitely don't do that. (laughs) But to Definitely. Like you said, just have a greater awareness of how exhausted am I at the end of the day, at the end of the week. Um, What choices am I making that are sacrificing the things that are most important? My relationship with the Lord, my relationship with my spouse, my relationship with my children and other believers and my community.
2: Yeah, well, you can start before, you know, you quit a job or even (laughs) asked to quit a job. Start by changing the way you think about the job. Mm. So, in other words, the job allows you to do the things that are important. Mm. It serves you Mm -hmm. in your quest to have a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. with God and family, as opposed to you serving the job. So if you change the mindset, then all of a sudden, wait a minute, this job works for me. (laughs) I don't work for the job. And then you can say no to the job because the job works for you. You can put some healthy boundaries around it. Just start by thinking, changing the way you think.
1: Mm -hmm. So changing the way we think and then carving some things out of our lives that God really hasn't put there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes distractions. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about distractions. You mentioned your phone as your, your f- friend, and <laughs> yeah. I, I think you should name your your friend. I'll have to come uh, up with a yes, name. Yes, we need to know people name their cars. So I want to <laughs> talk about it's not the phone itself. It's not social media itself. It's not the technology itself. It's not taking your kids to soccer and right. ballet practice itself, right. but it's really – Uh, Again, being a slave to those things, or do they work in service of you? Mm -hmm. Are they a means to an end? Mm -hmm. I'm talking with Apostle Phil Smith, the uh, overseeing apostle and pastor of Colorado Christian Fellowship, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Pegg. I want to um, remind you about my Mental Health 101 workshop that's coming up on Saturday, October 29th from 9 to noon, Go to my website at drpegradio.com to register and learn more about it. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, how connected are you to other believers in your church family? Don't go away.
3: Schools can no longer afford not to invest in a professional, evidence-based, advanced safety education training program. It's the single most important decision and investment a school administrator will ever make in their professional career. When all else fails, training and preparation are the only things that will increase your chances of survival in a violent incident, such as an active shooter or active terrorism. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based, advanced training programs tailored to your needs. While there are many basic training programs largely based on opinion and emotion, SSI Guardian is the only advanced training program of its type with an accredited continuing education unit, or CEU, issued by an accredited university. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions, faith-based and professional organizations. To learn more, call SSI Guardian today at 877-878-5800 or visit guardianprotect.com.
0: To learn more about living well with Dr. Pegg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark.
1: Welcome back to the program. My guest today is Apostle Philip Smith of Colorado Christian Fellowship. Thanks so much, Apostle, for being with me today. Let's talk a little bit about those distractions that keep us from connecting to one another Uh, because we've spent a lot of time talking about our connection with God and in particular our spouse. But then our church family, even just being in church on on a Sunday – um, but there's a lot of distractions. Uh, it's football season right now. Let's let's just you know talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of churches that have early morning services, right. so you can go to church right. and still watch the game. And
2: we do as well. Yeah, but
1: what if, as we've been talking right. about, you're so exhausted at the end of the week, Sunday is your only day to sleep in because right. Saturday is right. running around with the kids, Absolutely. usually, right? Right. Uh, if they don't have sports, many. Clubs now have sports on a Sunday morning for the kids. So even if you um, wanted to go to church, you might be too exhausted by Mm -hmm. Sunday morning to get up Mm -hmm. early so you don't miss football. Mm -hmm. Or you might even actually have your kids in sports that – uh, occur on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and you just don't have it in you. I, I joke, uh, about bed, bedside Baptist. That's you know right. A lot of people go to bedside Baptist, but that's really not what the church is supposed to look like.
2: Right. And every once in a while, you know, you sleep in or you sure. watch the game. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, sort of a lifestyle of, allowing your schedule to cause you to be disconnected from the rest of the body mm-hmm. is, is just a scheme of the enemy because we need each other,
4: mm-hmm. uh,
2: especially in the time in which we're living. And I think I talked about this in the sermon you referenced, that we have got to be meaningfully connected to each other. Our relationship with our church cannot be our favorite seat that we sit in every once in a while, <laughs> and we don't know the people or are meaningf- mm-hmm. meaningfully connected to the people in the room. Um, we really just need to function as a body, but yeah, there are tons of distractions and, and I'm really sensitive to it. And, 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 you know, in conversations with my wife and my staff about, um, you know, the observations that I make in terms of people in their attendance at, the, at, at church, I, I know that Sunday for some is the only day to get rest. Mm-hmm. So my, my response to that is not come to church in any, anyway and religiously add some, another mm-hmm. layer Of of to do. My thing is, look at the week leading up to the weekend Mm -hmm. and get a hold of it, get control of it on Monday Mm. so that by the end of the week, you're you haven't spent everything. Yes. Uh, You know, literally you've given at the office Mm -hmm. everything um, to where there's nothing left for you. And for you to participate in the in right. meaningfully in the life of a church. So
1: there's no condemnation to you. None. It's feedback. It's right. information. If right. they're too exhausted to, to come to church on Sunday, and it really is their only day to right. stay in and rest, right. they need to look at the rest right. of the week right. um, and to really hopefully see church as a place to, as a refueling station, not just one more place I have to go and be drained
2: religiously. Exactly. And you know, and I think that if you are too tired to, you know, make an investment in your spiritual life and in your local church, That your busyness is probably costing you in other areas. Yes. You know, I mean, my experience is is that people who are like that are also struggling in their marriages. They're also having trouble, you know, with their kids Mm -hmm. being kind of whatever because there's just way too much going on. Right. And And I love the way you put it. You said, Seek first the kingdom and all these other things will be added. Um, well, you know, and I didn't
1: put it that way. Well, I read little, that in the Bible. You, you <laughs> did, <laughs> but by way of application,
2: your application here mm-hmm. is is sound. That mm-hmm. people think that if I just keep going out there and I do, you know, mm-hmm. if I've got all this stuff and I am at every game and I'm doing all these things for right. the kids and I'm trying to run around behind this and that, um, that somehow I'm going to have everything. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you lose everything. Mm-hmm. Start with God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which takes me to something else that I think people forget. Our lives need to have priorities. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I teach. God first, spouse second, children third. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fourth is jobs, ministry, and all of mm-hmm. that stuff comes forth. Amen. So when we do it that way, we, we we sort of build a layer or a foundation for us to be able to effectively do all these other kinds mm-hmm. of things that we want to do.
1: And that's not popular. No. Put God for, I mean, we can't even talk about God in a lot of right. environments these days. Not right. not that we won't, but there's right. a lot of pushback. Um, and then to put your spouse above your children, right. oh my goodness. Right. There's people running around right now in their cars as they're listening, driving their kids around, and they're right. not with their spouse.
2: Well, you're a psychologist. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff up underneath that. I, you're a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But I've pastored long enough, and I've done enough, enough pastoral mm-hmm. counseling to where I realize that people do a lot of things that seem to be good to them, but they're doing them for the wrong mm. wrong, wrong reasons. Their relationship with the children is codependent. It's all mm. out of order. They're getting their needs met through their children um, mm-hmm. that they should be getting through the spouse. That relationship isn't right, so now everything's out of balance. And so God mm-hmm. gives us these priorities. Um, and putting God first is different than ministry. Mm. Those two things are not the same. Yes. A lot of folks in ministry, especially pastors, um Think that putting god first means doing ministry no putting god first is god in my life yeah not service to god that my personal relationship with god is first above mm-hmm. everything else then my wife then my children then ministry jobs hobbies however i want to organize mm-hmm. it after that um because I think a lot of times people give themselves uh, permission to just be doing ministry all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's out of order. The ministry takes precedent over the spouse or the children. Mm -hmm. And of course we know what that creates. Yeah. Um, you know, out
1: out of balance, out Mm -hmm. of order. I mean, I think all in the name of God, Yes, (laughs) that might be one of the most important things you shared today. I think, um, to make that differentiation between your relationship with God mm-hmm. and your ministry activity. And ministry. Uh, and especially, um, right. you know, we hear about that all the time. People who are in the church whenever the doors are open, mm-hmm. but they haven't had that 30-minute coffee time with their spouse That's right. in months.
2: That's right. Yep. And then they wonder why they're having problems. Mm-hmm. And, of course... You know, in the past, the excuse was, well, you know, they're serving God. The devil's busy. He's attacking your mm. marriage. Well, you know what? You're letting him attack mm. your marriage. So, you know, I'm I'm blessed that I have um, a life partner, my wife, who we've been married. It will be 30 years next year. We do the ministry together. Mm-hmm. But she's never felt like CCF was my mistress. Mm-hmm. She can love on the people and encourage me as she does every Mm -hmm. single week Mm -hmm. uh and on weekends and when i'm preaching she's my amen corner but she's not threatened by the church Mm -hmm. she knows that the church is not does not come before her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i i would hope to say that i would hope that my children feel the same way they both have relationships with the lord that are meaningful they're not angry at the church Mm -hmm. because the church Mm -hmm. took their dad Mm -hmm. um You know, and it takes discipline.
1: Yes. Well, and you've scheduled out the year on Mm -hmm. your calendar for time with your wife. So she doesn't have to worry that she'll be forgotten. (laughs) She can see it in black and white what your priorities are. Praise the Lord. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about um, social media, because I think that's a a real insidious scheme Mm. of the enemy, Mm -hmm. uh, technology and social media. And again, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's right. There's value in it. I heard a pastor preach recently, uh, get off of Facebook and get your face in the book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like to jot that down. That'll preach. (laughs) We can use
1: Facebook to promote ministry and the things of God. And I use it to promote my radio show. I see you post scripture and prophetic words. So we use the tools, but when we say we're too busy to have 30 minutes of FaceTime with our spouse, but we got 30 minutes of Facebook time to just scroll and scroll and like and comment and watch videos of kitty cats or whatever we do on Facebook. It's out of balance, out of order. What do you say about that?
2: Well, I think that anytime, you know, the Bible talks about everything in moderation, right? Mm -hmm. So when, when something is out of balance, that's the first sign that we're using that thing, which in and of itself is maybe a good right. thing. Mm-hmm. We're using that thing to meet a need it was never intended to meet. Mm. All right. Mm. So using that sort of as, you know, as a, as a guideline, um, you know. For example, let's just use alcohol as an example. There's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine. The Bible Jesus talks. Jesus
1: turned the water into wine. His, was first, his miracle. first miracle. That's Public right. Miracle, they were at a yeah. wedding,
2: right? Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. The Bible talks about much wine or being a mm-hmm. drunker. So if we're drinking wine all the time, mm-hmm. and then that's an indication we're probably using it to meet an, a comfort need or to meet some kind of emotional need. It was never intended to meet, mm-hmm. and then it becomes what you know what we call addictive. It mm-hmm. becomes an addiction. Well, it's the same thing with Facebook mm-hmm. and all of these other things especially if you're single and you don't have Mm -hmm. somebody sort of pulling on you for real communion. Mm -hmm. Um, To be able to just be on this thing, looking at information that really is not whatever, um, getting your needs met, to feel connected, not be connected, but to feel connected, it can become addictive. The Internet can become Mm -hmm. addictive. It can become codependent, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where you're using it to meet some need that God was that God intends for him to meet. to
1: meet. And it's not even about the content because we could talk about what you're looking oh, at yeah. on the internet could be pornography and right. that becomes an addiction because of the content, right. but it it could just be skimming right. the news right. or looking at pictures. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be anything inherently bad. Right. It's how you're using it. I that's think that's right. such an excellent uh, point. Uh, well, apostle Phil, uh, we're out of time. It goes so <laughs> fast. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out for a few exciting events coming up at Colorado Christian Fellowship right. before we sign off the air. Um, we have for the women uh, the gathering of wives that's led by your wife, Sylvia Smith. Right. Um, something called My Girlfriend's Living Room. It's a exciting talk show style panel discussion coming up for the women. Mm -hmm. Then for the youth, there's laser quest, which is always a good time. And for the man, the men, every man's battle, which is kind of related to what we were just commenting on, uh, overcoming pornography. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, um, a lot of things happening yes. for the whole family. Yes. You can learn more about these events by calling the church 303-368-7105 mm-hmm. or going to the Facebook page or the church website. I I'll, I'll have links to that on my website, drpegradio.com. Right. Apostle Phil Smith, Jr. Yes. Thank you so much for being my guest on thank today's show. Thank you for show. having me. My guest today has been Apostle Phil Smith. I want to remind you of my Mental Health 101 workshop coming up on Saturday, October 29th. From 9 to noon, again, go to my website, drpegradio.com. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well.
4: More details.
0: Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Living Well with Dr. Peg. Living Well with Dr. Peg is brought to you by SSI Guardian, who has set the new standard in advanced safety education. If you'd like to learn more about the show, our sponsor, or mental health consulting and publishing services, visit www.drpegradio.com. Remember to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 94.7 KRKS-FM for Living Well with Dr. Pegg.